Welcome to the Founders with Purpose podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their mission, why they chose startup life, and how they will get where they're going. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, uh, we have Dustin here, the co-founder of Staking. Dustin, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, could you tell the listeners what staking is and why this is an important issue or problem that you chose to solve? Yeah, um, thanks for having me. So um, staking.io is a platform for people to actually stake their proof of stake um, coins. Um, and it's the easiest and well to us, um, we think we are building the easiest and most beginner friendly platform for people to do that. Um, right now, to be honest, I think that like a lot of um, platforms or like uh, tools to actually for people to actually stake are not very beginner friendly. Um, right now, it's kind of like people are just getting to know like proof of stake um, coins. They're not exactly like um, well versed, and these companies are trying to build um, products for these people, but they are built by engineers. They're not exactly built by users and like, they're not tailored to people who don't already have crypto. And so we saw a huge problem there. We want more beginners to actually get into, um, staking and participating in governance and earning money for doing so. So then like we decided to build staking that iOS, the easiest, um, platform for people to actually stake their coins and we're um, currently building it on solana because we think solana has one of the fastest growing ecosystems and one of the best teams out there um so and to this point um we have built out kind of like uh what the user experience will look like as well as testing it internally at the moment and we're planning to launch this month that's great. Congratulations. And um, let's go into uh, just get right into some of the tough questions, which is, you know, obviously there's uh, bigger exchanges and products like Coinbase that people use. Uh, but you mentioned some of those tools maybe aren't sufficient or too difficult to use. I would imagine that Coinbase is probably not one that's too difficult. Uh, maybe there's a different issue with with those um, larger centralized exchanges that you're also solving with staking. Could Could you get into that? Yeah, so um, the biggest difference between us and a centralized exchange like Binance or Coinbase is the fact that we are non-custodial. Um, and this means that we don't actually take the user's funds. Um, and this is a huge um, deal because like crypto is all about having control of your own money and being able to use your money when you want. And like um, for us, that's kind of like why we made it non-custodial. So then the users always actually have control of their funds. We don't actually control any of that. It's also a safety issue because um, because of the fact that we don't hold their funds. We don't really have to worry about it getting hacked. Another really big issue is that decentralization, right? Like um, the whole point of staking is to take a part of governance and you want as many people to take part of governance as possible. And decentralized exchanges, when you stick to them, um, that's kind of uh, you giving your voting power to these exchanges. And so like for it to be a true decentralized um, system, uh, we will want as many people to stake their own coins as possible. 
Yeah, that, that was a great explanation. I appreciate that. And I think um, another friction point that just came to mind is, as you mentioned, that is if I'm a user and and I use staking and, and I hope to earn some you know rewards through that, but maybe I don't want to vote, right? Uh, and I agree right. with you that the point of decentralization is not to just hand over this power to a centralized exchange or something, because then it's not really decentralized but but like maybe the burden of voting is is too much for for me as a user um in busy lifestyle or whatever it may be how, how does how is that handled on staking yeah so um that's certainly a really great point and like to be honest what you could do is that you could just select a validator um any validator that you really trust or like that you think um is going to be stable enough to, and once you actually stick to a validator, what it what actually happens is that the validator then has the power to vote on your behalf, basically, um, in terms of governance. So then, like, uh, you just have to find one that you find stable, and you don't have to worry about it at all if you don't want to take a part of the governance part. Great, and you mentioned building on uh, Solana. Let's talk about whether, as a as a user um, of staking, whether I need to hold Solana coin or whether that matters at all, um, or whether I even need to know about it or think about um, that that coin and its growth. Yeah. So, um, if you want to stake uh, with us, you would need Solana um, because we are based on Solana at the moment. However, in the future, we will look into. Um, we will look into other protocols, for example, Ethereum 2.0, Polkadot, um, that you could stake to. And we want as many options as possible because we don't think that the future is just going to be one blockchain. We know it's going to be um, many blockchains. And um, and this is kind of like a great way uh, for us to just focus on the user experience. Um, even though we are building on um, Solana right now, the most important part to us is the user experience so then this is kind of like the thing that we want to perfect that's great and um you mentioned um before the call that you uh, had some plans for expanding you know the go-to-market and how you think about um you know the developer resources maybe talk a little bit about um those those plans you have and how how you make this not such an ominous thing you know getting a startup off the ground and getting users and finding dev resources um what what do you know that maybe some other startup founders don't know that could help them out um to be honest currently the project is a hundred percent self-funded um by myself um, and that's because I've been working in the crypto space for um, about since 2016, I guess like five years now. Um, and I think of it as kind of like a trader mentality. I think that everything that I um, do in terms of like uh, the project that needs money, there's a trade-off. And what I mean by that is that like there's a turn on investment on every single thing that I do at the moment. So then this kind of like... Um, allows me to keep in budget in terms of like exactly what I need and not to like over um, and not to kind of like overspend work to the point where we need to raise money immediately. I believe that we could build a very great product and um, and still have adequate resources without raising money at the moment. I think that too many co-founders or like too many um, founders at the moment, they just look into like, Oh, like, um, there's no way I could start like, um, a project under like a hundred grand. I must raise like 
millions of dollars and especially in terms of like the crypto space and i think that like one important aspect that um that you just need is just to start building right away um yeah yeah i think that's great and one of the things i've always uh thought was useful is is really the primary feedback you get from the initial customer base um, and if that can come before you've wasted a bunch of money all the better right right exactly so let's move next into uh why you think um you know a startup building a startup is right for you so uh you mentioned having a background trading crypto and being in the crypto space so you you might have that subject matter expertise but what about um startup life and the commitment uh and the mission you know really appeals to you um you know kind of pursuing the mission at all costs, if you will, or, or really, you know, bringing this to life because it's just that important. Yeah. Um, so for, I guess, like the last couple of years, I've been working at um, CoinFlip, um, which is now like the world's largest Bitcoin ATM company. Um, I started there because I had a really great mission and that mission was to allow anyone to have a bank account. Um, and that was personal to me at the time because um, I actually joined CoinFlip and I had no bank account. Um, and Bitcoin ATMs were kind of like the only way I was able to buy Bitcoin. And um, knowing that and being in, I guess, like that situation kind of like made me go like, oh, I have to help on, I need to like um, kind of, kind of like grow the, um, the industry in order to help more people like myself. And I think back then when I joined, like we had less than 10 full-time team members. Um, and now CoinFlip's kind of like uh, in the hundreds of employees. Um, and I actually um, left CoinFlip last month um, because I kind of really miss um, the early days of like a startup, the early days of like when a team is very small. I love the fact that like, um, there's a lot less friction in terms of everything that you want to do. CoinFlip's a really great company. It's growing very fast, obviously. Um, however, for me personally, having worked in that environment, I know that like um, this is kind of what, what I want. Um, and for that reason, like um, I've been in the crypto space for a very long time and I kind of saw it grow. Um, and knowing that to be honest i don't think i could ever work in like a corporation bigger than like a couple hundred employees again i think that like startups you learn a lot you move very fast um the teams are great people are very for the culture and culture is a very big part of startups and that's kind of like why i kind of chose um this life that's great and i think uh you know, my, my job is to interview these early stage companies and founders. And so I, I have a little bit of a bias, but I think that that's really how we get new, new innovations into the market rather than sustaining innovations or efficiency innovations, uh, right. is, is by having people go out on their own and, and create these new products. So, uh, really, really excited for what you're doing here. And I, I think in the crypto space, we're just so early, right? So, right. um, as you mentioned, there's going to be multiple blockchains and whether you're able to support Polkadot or, um, you know, Ethereum 2.0 or something that, that can all come, you know, and it, it all be there, but you know, we got to start somewhere and, um, you've chosen this niche to focus on. Maybe you can just double down on this, this sort of niche focus we're talking about and tell us what is that target user really real ideal customer um, for mm -hmm. staking just so all the listeners know and we know who to direct towards staking 
to be honest, I think that um, our audience is kind of like anyone, uh, anyone who uh, wants to start in crypto. We want to make it very user friendly for them. Um, even if you never have crypto before, we want you to actually, or if you have crypto, but like you never staked before, we want you to be the um, person to use our platform to stake for the first time. Because um, as I said, a lot of the platforms out there right now are focused to people who have crypto already or like people who um, already know about staking. And when that happens, it kind of forego things like FAQs, like um like customer support like onboarding like these very simple things and like um our platform we're going to be different because we are actually going to include those things and have one-on-one customer support for these people even if they never dealt with crypto before even if they need help just setting up a wallet um and that's kind of like uh that's kind of like the experience that we want them to have for anyone to be able to um partake in staking and like uh, make it very easy for them that sounds great, Dustin. Well, I really appreciate the time. This conversation has been really interesting. Every time I talk about crypto, I, I find the conversation wanting to go on for, for very long. And um, I think the listeners probably want to know, how can they sign up for staking beta? Uh, is there more information that they can find? Where can they follow you? Yeah, so um, currently, if you want more information on staking.io, you could either um, go on our website, staking.io with um an E, so that's the food steak, um, or you could go on our uh, Discord. Um, for the information on beta, we are going to release um, information on beta at the end of this week. Um, so we're very excited for that. Um, there's a lot of, I think like we have over a fan base of like 6,000 people who want to actually sign up for our beta. So then it's kind of like, um, we're kind of like fine-tuning the process to um, choose who we want. Um, so then uh, once we have more information on that, we're definitely happy to share it. Great. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm going to go ahead and sign up uh, right after this this podcast, um, after my following meeting. And uh, looking forward to using the product. Uh, Dustin, thank you so much for, for joining. Thanks. It was great talking to you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's it for this episode. Please be sure to follow Founders with Purpose and tune in again soon.